It is good to have our special guests with us, Michael and Jolene McAfee. We appreciate them so very much. And uh, Jolene just really blesses me when she plays and sings. I just thoroughly enjoy that. What an addition to his ministry. But Michael uh, planted a church in Iowa and pastored that church for 17 years. Uh, he's been thriving for the last two years. He has his master's from ORU, and he is working, wow, wow, a lot of work, on his doctorate. And so we appreciate all the time he invests in the ministry that he has. His son, Matt, is now pastoring in Iowa, and he and his wife, Molly, were just blessed with their grandbaby, Lucy. Would you give them a hand, their first grandchild? And Michael is a very special young man and a special son that pastors and uh, just some great ministry that goes on there. Also, they have one of the sweetest, and I say this without any hesitation, uh, and the smartest daughter. She is uh, at Regent in Virginia, and uh, her name is Morgan, and she has done such a, just a wonderful work. She has a great future ahead of her. I really believe that. And the fellowship and we here have had an opportunity to provide her with uh, several scholarships. And we just appreciate this entire family that is a tremendous blessing to the kingdom of God. Would you make him feel welcome, Michael McAfee. Good morning, church. I have to tell you before we even get into the word that um, I love this church. We travel a lot, but when we come here, we feel like we're home. We are deeply in love with your pastor and his wife, your pastors. We love the worship team. In fact, um, uh, I don't like walking in when they're practicing, but we walked in, laid our stuff down, and then I walked out and I thought, hmm, you know what, there's such an anointing in the practice, I'm going to come in here and pray. And uh, so I really appreciate that very much. Have you ever just daydreamed and went on uh, an imagination journey? This morning I would like for us to begin a journey. There is no way that time will allow us to finish the journey. For one reason, because we all have different journeys. The destination is the same, but we all have different paths. And this morning I would like for us to to start this journey together, and I'm hoping that faith will arise, that God will touch our imaginations, and you will begin to ask yourself, what if? And so this morning, the message, the title of the message is, Imagine With Me. My goal this morning, with the help of the Holy Spirit, is to stir up the imagination and stir up our faith just a little bit more. So if you will go with me to the very famous passage, the scripture that sets Pentecostals off or Pentecostals apart from every other denomination. 
It sets us apart from every other denomination, not because they deny the historical movement, but because we believe that what happened way back then still happens today. So would you go with me to the book of Acts? And there's only two passages of Scripture that I would like to read. And that is, the first one is Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And the second will be 2, 1 through 8. The Bible declares, Jesus says this word, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Let me just back off a minute and just say that God didn't call us just to witness. He didn't call us just to do something. He said, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall be something different. And you will be something different no matter what your circumstances is, no matter if you're in Durham, North Carolina, no matter if you're in South Carolina, no matter if you're in Virginia Beach, no matter if you're in California, no matter if you're in Africa, Asia, it don't matter, no matter if you're in a, a state of depression, if everything is, if you're in a jail cell, it's not something that is reliant upon your circumstances, but you will be a witness. You will be a witness. God didn't call us just to do something. He called us to be something. Come on now. And the Bible declares, I'm going to read it again, and you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is to come upon you. I and you shall be my witnesses. Verse, chapter, chapter, chapter 2, verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, I love that word suddenly. You can just be going along your day, then all of a sudden, suddenly, something happens. Yeah. This morning, we came from, from, uh, we came from our hotel room. We, we drove in last night from Nashville, Tennessee, where we're moving to. And we came in this morning, and, and I saw Pastor Don praying, and I didn't want to interrupt him. And so we came into the, to the, the sanctuary, we dropped our bags off, and we were just about to do our normal thing. I stepped out. As soon as I walked in, though, suddenly I felt the power and the presence of Almighty God. And the worship team was just practicing. I love it. And you know you're anointed when you're practicing and the Holy Ghost shows up. I turned, I went outside because I didn't want to bother anybody. Turned around, came back up, came in here and said, this is where I'm praying. Worship, appreciate the worship team. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. This morning my prayer is that the cloven tongues of fire, that the Holy Ghost will sit upon each and every one of you. That you, will you walked in one way, but when we walk out of here, we will be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Someone said, well, I've already been transformed. I've already received the, the Holy Ghost. Good, receive them again. Amen. I pray this morning that this somehow this way, this morning that this sanctuary, this beautiful sanctuary, would become a, just a modest upper room experience again. Yeah. 
I don't know about you, but I need a refilling of the Holy Spirit. I need some more power to walk this life. I need something more. And he is right there available to us. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues, like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. And when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, or look, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how do we hear every man in our own tongue when we were born? How do we do this? If you skip down to, to, to verse 11, it says, We do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. Yeah. Ah. I want you to understand this morning that it was at this moment that the church was born. It was at this moment that the church was born. The church was not born on Golgotha's Hill. The church was not born on an old regular cross. And it was not born in an empty tomb. The church was, the, the, your salvation was bought at Golgotha. Yeah. It was purchased upon an old regular cross. It was sealed by the emptying of the, of the tomb and by the ascension of Jesus the Christ. But you remember what he said. He said, it is, it is important that I go away. Because if I go away, I'm going to send another one. The church wasn't born on an old cross. Our salvation was purchased there. But the church was born in an upper room, in the upper room experience. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. I love that. The church was born with 120 people sitting in an upper room having a prayer meeting when suddenly the Holy Ghost blew in. I can almost imagine because Jesus said he would baptize us with the Holy Ghost. Didn't he say that? I can imagine that Jesus sitting on the right hand of God the Father just kind of blew upon the 120 and they received the Holy Ghost. They received the power of the Holy Spirit. The mighty wind came through. This was where it was born. Immediately after being filled with the Holy Ghost, they began to speak in, in, in tongues. And all of Jerusalem could hear them speaking the wonderful works of God. It was in this place. See, before, before, the, before the upper room, before the upper room, they gave witness. Jesus sent, sent, the, sent the 70 out. He sent the 12 out. They gave witness. There were signs and wonders that followed them. That's true. But it was in the upper room that they didn't just, they didn't just witness, but they became witnesses. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? Listen, this is where the church was born. These people had been transformed into witnesses, and it, and it affected their surroundings. Paul was in prison with Silas, and they were, had been beaten, and they should have died. And their hands and their feet were, were, were chained, and they were in the innermost part of the prison. Oh, but that could not stop the power of the Holy Spirit that resided within them. And they began to magnify and glorify God, and the witness changed the atmosphere. 
God has given you power. It doesn't matter what your circumstances is. It doesn't matter what the doctor says. It doesn't matter what the banker says. It doesn't matter. God has given you power to be a witness in your situation. I wanted to go back a minute because we have this thought about witnessing is something that we just do. And witnessing isn't just what we do, it is who we are. You can take the word witness out of there and not do any hermeneutical problems with the word. You can, you can take the word out of there and say, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall be the light of the world. You can do that. Because it means the exact same thing. In a darkness place, in a dark, in a dark area, you can be a light. How many knows that in the United States of America today, let me just break it down, in New York, we need some light standing up. Amen. It has become a very dark place. It bothered me the other day as I watched the governor sign the abortion bill that there was a, a chaplain that was standing right there smiling over him. And I thought, well, if the salt has lost its savor, what good is it? And I understand about the, the, and so if you want to take the word witness out and put salt in there, you can do that. Not because we're changing words, but because it means the exact same thing. Light is not something we do. Light is something who we are. We have been transformed from darkness to light. Are you understanding what I'm saying? I understand this chaplain. I really do understand having being the salt and being called the salt of the earth and yet losing our savor, our flavor. Because it's very easy to get so caught up with the way that the world is going. My goodness, if you are watching Fox News or CNN News or MSNBC News more than you're reading the Bible, you may have to go back and see if you've lost your flavor. Because it is very easy to be conformed to the image of the world. But God has never called us to be conformed. He has called us to be, hallelujah, transformed. Mm. And this morning I'm believing that the Holy Spirit is going to transform us. So that Durham, North Carolina is not the way it was yesterday. Imagine with me today if the power of the Holy Spirit, if we would use the power of the Holy Spirit just to live our lives, what would our lives look like? Ah. He said, yeah, but I've had that, but I've been conformed. I've been conformed. I've been conformed into depression. I've been conformed to depression. I've been conformed to sickness. I've been uh, conformed to discouragement. Oh, but if you will crawl yourself back into the upper room. If you will will crawl yourself into the upper room. I promise you that the mighty wind of the Holy Spirit. The mighty wind of Jesus Christ will blow into your your life again. Imagine with me today if you would use that power just to live life. Didn't Jesus say that out of our bellies would flow rivers of living water that will move away depression, that will move away confusion? Are you with me or am I just yelling? Imagine with me. 
what your life, what my life will look like in the power of the Holy Spirit. That the power of the Holy Spirit isn't something even in our lives that is a historical movement. I was saved on this day, filled with the Holy Ghost on that day. But if it would become a present reality, this morning I went to the upper room and got refreshed and rebaptized and repowered. Even a battery needs to be recharged every once in a while. I would, I would submit to you that the church, it is the time for the church to stand up and be recharged. Uh, imagine with me what your life would look like under the power of the Holy Spirit. Would you imagine with me, what, and I can't say that, that's why I said we have different journeys, because my personal life is different than your personal life, but it's the same power of the Holy Spirit. I need Him, and you need Him. Amen. Imagine with me this morning what your family would look like. What would your family dynamics look like? If instead of walking after the ways of the world, that we would walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. What would our families look like? I promise you that it would no longer be a family of dysfunction. The homes, I would imagine, I would submit to you, the home would be a place of security and rest. The family table which seems to be gone a long, 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 long time ago, would be filled again with laughter. What would our kids look like? What would our grandchildren look like? I can say that now. Thank you. <laughs> what would our grandchildren look like? What would our families look like if we, you and I, if we walked in that and said, it's not that I know everything because I'm dad or know everything because I'm mom or my way goes, but that it would be God, your way goes. I've been called to be a witness, a representative. I'm just representing. I'm just representing Jesus because I want my family to look like the way Jesus intended my family to look like. Huh? Now, the world may say that I shouldn't drag my, church, my kids to church. Oh, but the Holy Ghost told me every church, every Sunday morning, grab that kid and bring him to church. Are you understanding what I mean? Uh, what would our families look like? What would your families look like? What does your family need to change? And it would change because you are the witness. You are the light. You are the salt. You are the ambassador in your family. Well, if my husband, I'm not talking about your husband. If my kid, I'm not talking about your kids. If my, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you and me. We are the ones that receive power. Hmm? You know, I don't know about you, but it is a reality that I have been called to be a good husband. Whether my wife is a good wife or not. And she has, been called, she has been called to be a good wife and a godly wife, whether I step up in my calling or not. Hmm? She can't blame me. And I can't blame her. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Listen. Jesus bought our salvation, our personal salvation. He transformed us from darkness to light. He bought our 
personal salvation. But the upper room experience and the, and the gift of the Holy Spirit gives us the power to give that personal salvation away. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Has given us power. What would our neighborhoods look like? What would our neighborhoods look like? What would your neighborhoods look like if you were just representing? If you were the salt of the earth? If you were, if you were the light into your neighborhood, what would it look like? What would it look like? Imagine with me, you and I both, we'll, we can sit back and have coffee together and we can talk about all the ills of the, of the world. We can say things like our world is going to hell in the handbasket and things are just getting worse. I would submit to you that it is getting worse, but it doesn't have to continue getting worse if the church would just stand up and walk in the power that has already been given to them. Huh. What would our community look like if we were just representing? Imagine with me. If we didn't make excuses, well, this is the way it's supposed to go. But it was like, oh, Jesus, use me to be a light. I don't know about you, but I need the power of the Holy Spirit just to go to Walmart. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? Oh, 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 oh. I never understood 27, 27 cash registers, and three of them are open, and all of them are automatic, and none of them work. I want to be conformed to the image of this world so bad. And I have to remember that I have the power of the Holy Spirit in me just to be representing Christ. He gives me the power to wait in line. Sometimes it takes the Holy Spirit some time to knock into my head. Hey, listen, this is what you're supposed to do. But he gives us the power. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter if you're walking in. I don't want to make light of any circumstances you might find yourself in. But I will tell you that he has given you power to be witnesses, to be salt, to be light, to be ambassadors, to be representing in wherever you're at. I don't know how many people I've talked to, Holy Ghost people that I've talked to, that surely has gone through a sickness. And yet when they walked into the hospital and they stayed there for months at a time, some of them months at a time, that they have been just, just them in their sickness, they were representing Christ. Maybe they weren't necessarily always witnessing. They weren't giving the, the, the tracts out. They may not have been preaching the gospel, but their life represented. And nurses will say something's different about him. Something's different about Brother Grant. Joe Grant right now is in the hospital right now. And he has the power of the Holy Spirit within him. And you cannot convince me that the people around him doesn't know that there is something different about Brother Joe Grant. Are you understanding? Our lives don't have to be perfect. Our lives don't have to, our circumstances don't have to be perfect. But where God has placed you at, in Jerusalem, in Samaria, unto the uttermost part of the earth, he has given you power to be representing. Hmm. What would your life look like? What would your life look like if you would just use that power for his glory? He has given you power. 
Would you stand with me today as the worship team comes? This morning, Father God, as the worship team led us into worship, as we have felt your presence, and if we will connect the dots, we will see from the beginning of the, of the, of the service to every song that was sung, and even the song that was played, it came to this moment. You have a word for this church today. You have a word for this church today. I am believing, Father God, that there is transformation, not simply to us as a whole, but to, to us as individuals. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, let us declare we will use the power of the Holy Spirit just simply to live life. Use my hands. Use my feet. Use my mouth. Use my circumstance. Use all of me, not for my own glory or my own good, but for yours. Jesus said after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall receive power. Yes. We receive that power now in Jesus' name. And you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the world. In Jesus' name, amen.